0: We at Time to Rebuild would like to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. At the YMCA Rebuild, we're in the business of reducing recidivism in Victoria, and in no way do we condone criminal activity discussed in these episodes. We support victims of crime and are committed to creating a safer community.
1: You ask me the questions and I'll talk. I think you've been yelled at a few times, mate.
2: That's a really good point that you make because we're, this is what this podcast is about, is giving out a side. You're going to you're going to do things that are compromised, maybe the values and morals that you were brought up with or maybe they fall right in line with the values and morals that I was brought up having.
1: Um, my focus is just focusing on what I'm going to do when I get out.
2: And all the stuff that you might not have thought off and goes on in the prison.
0: Yeah, like how many alarms get set off when you walk in with me, corona. Mick Cronin, Mac Wilson, woohoo! <laughs> we made it. We made a year, one year, and they haven't shut us down. I'm, I'm so excited. Maybe no one's listening. That's yeah. why we're not getting <laughs> shut down. Just our wives. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're
2: letting us away with it, so uh, yeah, that's good. But uh, what a year!
0: Huge year! Huge year! And
2: like, we we taught that. Uh, this episode, we'll do something a little bit different to celebrate. Um, we wouldn't do our standard episode, so we'd we'd mix it up a little bit. Um, on our anniversary, and uh, we'd uh, maybe go back a little bit, Mark. That's and right. Catch up with some people.
0: Yeah, we're gonna. Um, we've spoken to a few a few people that have already been on the podcast, and we're gonna see where they are now. Very good, and.
2: We're going to do something that we've always wanted to do, but we've waited till this moment to do it, is we are going to uh, do a bit of questions and answers. So we've got a few of our listeners to put in some questions um, about the podcast, about the work we do, and uh, looking forward to being able to answer a few of them, or maybe not answer a few of them, <laughs> whatever way it takes us. So that'll be good. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we we. We put out the call on our, uh, on our social media channels, mainly Instagram. If you haven't subscribed um, or followed us on Instagram yet, we're at, at YMCA underscore rebuild um, and you can follow everything that uh, rebuild's doing at the moment uh, from there. Yeah, and there's a few exciting
2: things coming up as well um, that we'll talk about as well in this episode for rebuild coming up in the near future. so get on board and get onto Instagram and, and follow us. Absolutely. So, you go. So, where are we going with this episode, Dan? Mac, take us through.
0: First up, we have a uh, crowd favorite, which is our man Sorte, who was from episode one. So he was there with us right at the beginning uh, when we didn't know what we were doing, and we still don't know what we're doing. But um, we knew less. We knew less. But uh, I. I think after that episode, after having that uh, conversation with him, uh, we both looked at each other and said, yeah, no, we're on the right track. This here. might work. I reckon <laughs> this
2: might work. Yeah, no, we 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 uh, we did. And he's um, loved that episode. And um, for our first episode, really proud of that episode. And it kind of then yeah allowed us to believe that we actually had something that we could continue with. And um, mainly due to him, not to me. I'm yeah. Mad. <laughs> exactly <laughs> we're still a walk in so, progress so we just
0: did an interview saute another 14 times to <laughs> can
2: we bring him back in next week every week Uh to save us but um, but yeah incredible character and continues to grow so it was really good to hear where he's at now um, and since that and just an interesting fact on that one that's the most listened episode
0: mm. yeah
2: so as the most listens continues too
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: let's get to the man himself and uh, see what's been going on for uh, for saute the last year. We're going to go right back to where it all started um, in episode one with um, with the wonderful Sauté who uh, who. When we went back to this, Mark, we made a decision then that like, he was the person we wanted to start with for many reasons, but when we knew his story, we'd heard him speak it, and we just thought it'd be great to have a conversation. Little did we know the impact it would have, and that it was um, still today, Mark, the, it is the most listened episode um, that we have. So um, we're absolutely delighted to have you back, um, and delighted to record you twice. So Sate, welcome back to Time to Rebuild. How are you?
1: Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, thank you for having me back. Uh, I feel honoured and a big congratulations um, to your guys. You know, one year anniversary of the podcast. Um, Jesus felt so long ago, though. Felt it so did, long didn't ago. it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's massive, and um, all the credit to you. I mean keeping it going.
2: Yep, heading into a big tr- big season 3 and we have season 4 already. I'm looking at the board in front of me of what we're going to do. So yeah, yeah, don't know how we stumbled to this one, but we made it somehow anyway. So, well, so thank you for your kind words. So what's going on? Tell us what what's been going on since we spoke to you? Like where you know, you're, as I, Mark, he's obviously so busy he can't come into the studio anymore. He's in the he's in his car, uh his van and he's got his computer and his headphones on, his gamer headphones and he's uh he's uh on site running the site. So uh let us let us in a little bit to um what's been going on for you uh in, in in the job at Rebuild since we last spoke.
1: Um yeah, no, definitely. Uh so basically I was um I was crew leader last time we spoke and that's just, I mean, I think we've already touched based on it, like crew leaders, they do an amazing job, you know, they, they run some sites and um, also at the same time mentoring and teaching the guys skills in certain trades. But uh, it's been a year on and um, I was lucky enough, especially in the, the time of this pandemic, Um, to be promoted into a leading hand role. Um, So that just consists of um, basically some of the major projects that we're on. There'll be uh, a bit more um, people on there and it just means I, I will be liaising a bit more with the clients that we work with. So some of the major clients that we work with, especially on the rail crossing removal jobs, and just delegating certain crews to certain um, tasks. But it doesn't mean I'm not completely off the tools, you know. Where I can, I do try to jump in and help out, and when I can, I do come back to a crew leader role, and sometimes I have one-on-one times with crew members and be able to get to do the things that I'm used to. But um, now that I've moved into that kind of role, I sort of, not fully, but have a hand in some of that management role role and uh, relieve some of the stress off um, uh, our operations manager and our um, manager, just so they put their faith in me to be able to run big um, projects like that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And like, I think you'd be the perfect person to ask. Um, the next question would be: I guess when you started with rebuild, what were the jobs that you were doing? And then now, what are the? They're not even jobs anymore. They're projects. Yeah.
1: No, that's um that's definitely true. And I mean one way to put it as well, how much we've grown not just in uh in the like work was like what kind of jobs, but like I remember there was only two crew members and two crew leaders I think, or maybe four crew leaders. Now we got ten plus crew members and ten plus crew leaders. So like um and that was literally four years ago so that has grown in itself a lot of more people have jumped on board but as you said the work we were doing I mean uh and I, I don't discriminate what kind of job you are doing but at, at the end of the day if you are progressing in life you're earning money the right way that's a great thing in itself but we were um you know doing maintenance work for uh, our YMCA early learning centres and also our other YMCA leisure centres. And now we're on, um, you know, big massive rail jobs that consist of planting over 150,000 plants. Yeah, it, it's definitely grown and um, I'm very grateful that I got to grow with the company and also grow in, um, in the sense of, you know... The position that I've been placed into. Awesome,
0: and I guess yeah, the magnitude of the of of the we still do a lot of the of the uh, smaller jobs, but uh, as you said, the rail crossing removal has been a massive massive job that uh, that we've taken on. And how you felt the young guys have, have have taken to the to the step up, I guess, in work.
1: Um, as all things, I guess, like it, it's natural for everyone to be to be scared and you know and everyone's so used to um being familiar with things that they that some people you know like just quiver in the face of trying new things but as all things goes once they get into it mate they love it and it's funny it's all in hindsight but we all talk like oh man it wasn't that bad was it man i wish we had that again (laughs) like i i did my first Actually, my second um, rail project and a lot of the guys were dreading it at the start. But now, uh, you know, like, I can guarantee you all of them miss it. They're just like, when we catch up, they're like, man, I miss the good old days, you know, big project. Um, So, yeah, it's they've taken it very well and um, it's good for them. It just shows them that in life as well. Like, they probably don't think about it at the start, but, like, you think... If they look at it now, it shows that their character as a person, they're willing to grow, willing to, you know, sometimes jump in the deep end and try it out. And uh, they surprise not just, you know, the rebuild team, but themselves as well.
2: Yeah. Um, COVID played a big part in last year as well. Massive part, you know. Rebuild did an incredible job of keeping the work going, keeping the young people employed. Um, but it comes with its challenges, you know. Um, a lot of young people, the people the listeners might know, it's not so easy to kind of you know tell people to stay at home and and stay indoors because that that home and and that environment is not always a very positive thing. So I'm keen to get your thoughts on that. Sort is that fair to say? And and how did you kind of you know support the young people that um that were obviously you know doing it tough um, and having no outlets from environments that you know at times could be quite quite um
1: quite bad for them yeah no definitely and um you know it was like as we speak eleven fifty nine tonight things will start easing and things will get better for everyone um but for those guys that just come out of prison and to be told you know yeah you got your freedom but now You're restricted again, still have that curfew, still stay home, not go anywhere. Um, It would have, it was very hard for them, you know. Some guys like to go fishing. That's their peace of mind. And for them not to do that and just continue to come to work, show up every day and give it 100%, um, it was amazing. And like I said, it shows in their character, like they surprise themselves of what they can do when um you know, when you really want something and for them to be able to progress in this kind of time, it's it's very I mean, it's very hard to do when we didn't have the pandemic and when we didn't have COVID. And I'll say again, like for them to do it in this kind of time, to be, to be able to wake up every day and go to work and still continue to stay employed and do the right thing and for some of them have moved on out of the program and don't need that mentoring that's amazing i mean and like i guess that's why rebuild does this because you know there's guys out there that are willing to just bite down pull their ears back and just run straight and just do it you know and um i've already done it before but i do want to give a massive shout out to all those crew members that did that past and present that ones have moved on and the ones that are still sticking it out you know you've done a great job and um you you're an inspiration to to everyone out here well said um what's kind
2: of like how's your family life yourself how's everything going there
1: yeah family life's good i don't know but i say it every year but sometimes i'm like man there's got to be a downfall somewhere but it just keeps getting better and better i mean um you know, my little sisters, the two youngest ones, they're growing up, one's going into high school, the other one's going to, going into grade six, so as all teenagers, you know, they start testing the waters, and you tell them to do something, and instead of them doing it when you're first saying it, it's like you're repeating yourself every day, but I mean, I, I love those, those kind of problems that I have in my life, you know, some people wish they had those kind of problems so like I know my life is good when I have good problems like that
2: yeah it's good and then you've been doing a little bit of um, doing a little bit of study as well a little bit of uh, filmmaking and uh, yeah you're going to be the the next big thing and we're going to see your your name up in lights in Hollywood is that right
1: (laughs) Uh, I hope so I mean um, first of all I want to say thank you for putting me into it I mean it's something that I've been interested in Ever since I was a kid, I mean, and you will see, like, I'm I'm a massive uh, film fan. in if you click onto the when it's shared, the film that are uh, me and Michaela, who's a who is a case manager and a participant, we we made a film. There was a project, and um, I think we came up with a pretty good film, um, and yeah, we learned a lot of things, and to be able to go in-depth and detailed in how to perfect that art, it was very interesting, you know, and, um, it was amazing, I learned a lot of stuff, and I hope those guys did too, and I know it's going to be able to promote our work on social media, to be able to tell all the crew members' stories, you know, up on, um, on all the social media platforms. So it was great. It benefits not just um, me, but it benefits the company as well. And it will also benefit the young people's stories that we're going to tell.
0: Yeah, and that's great. And I think what I get from you and from our previous episode and hearing you speak now is you're very much about the personal growth, like to move forward, uh, which is really nice to see. So speaking of moving forward, what does is, what is the next 12 months have in store for you?
1: I think I'm at... Uh, a good place right now, um, with especially with the role I'm in. But I do still want to continue as, to grow as a person, and there's a lot of things you know that I still like. Yes, I'm a leading hand, but mate, that doesn't stop me from growing. The best saying I actually heard is from a past crew leader, and he said, "If you're not growing, you're dying." So just keep growing, and um, you know I try to try to grow as a person and taking everything on board, you know, even if it's wrong, you can still learn from something. So job-wise, uh, I think I'll continue just to try to be, you know, the best leading hand that I can be, um, and, you know, in my personal life, obviously, there's um, there's goals that I want to kick, but, um, yeah, I think slow and steady, I've, I've moved a lot, in the past four years, I could say I've, I've moved have moved. At a massive, tremendous, like, speed. Like, you know, four years ago, I was serving food in prison as a billet. And now, um, you know, a leading hand. So, I think for now, just to continue to grow and continue to help more people. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's my plans for the next 12 months until... You know, someone from Hollywood gives me a call. Then, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we'll see. But what what we'll do is we'll share that video. Um, Mark, we'll share that video on our Instagram uh, once I rebuild Instagram page and our website, and we'll also probably make it available through other streams, um, through our socials as well, so people can actually see it. because it's actually a great video. He's done amazing work on that video, and it's um, yeah, something that I think, you know coming from your eyes and 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 you're the participant and michaela's always the case manager who helps support with that like i just feel that it's um it's coming from a unique place and uh, and resonates really well so good like amazing work that you did in that one and thanks for doing that well, as well
1: thank you really appreciate it
0: all right well thanks thanks for sitting down with us today and uh it'd be Quite hot in
1: that car I now. I've got <laughs> the windows still. I've got bullets. the windows
2: still. He would be. We put him under the pressure, and we made him record it twice. So, yeah. hey, <laughs> thanks for your patience today, and thanks for that for 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 um you know being on it, and and thanks for everything you're doing. Yeah, you're like, like credit to you. You are a great leading hand. You're a great you know um, mentor. You're a great role model for a lot of these young people that are doing. You're doing a tremendous job, um in and outside of work. So. You know, keep kicking them goals because I know we're looking forward to to following your, you know, your next stages of your career and so forth as well. So yeah, thanks again,
1: mate, for being part of it. Thanks for being the first episode that launched us too. No, all good. Um, I, I don't know if you're gonna get this, but I really want to do this. I just want to say a big shout out to all the crew leaders, and the crew members, and the management, and even you guys still holding this podcast because in the past two years, for what we went through. We've all still managed to, you know, stay on board. So, um, yeah, I send my love out to everyone. Awesome.
2: Right back at you, mate. Appreciate it. Love
1: it.
0: Thanks, Sorte. That's so good to hear from the big man.
2: Always, always a, always a good speaker. He's 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 when he speaks, you listen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I'd, I love that about him. And um, I do a lot of speaking with him, which is great. And I continue to hear his story and how it, it keeps evolving. His story will keep growing and growing. Like he's now a leading hand, as he said. But he's just taking on that responsibility, and when you see him within Rebill now. He's you know he's just a leader, you know. So um, yeah, and look. If you want to actually hear more, I'm doing something very exciting with Sate on the t- December 13th, Monday, at half, eight in the morning, early start. Um, myself and Sate um, are going to be doing a session for Coupa of Life. Um, they're 12 days of giving. So it's like, you know, 12 other um, organizations who do great work and who are, you know, wanting to get out there, what they're doing, the impact they're having. Um, and we, myself and Sate, were. I'm lucky enough to be invited along to speak. Yeah, so a, I'd want to hear more about us and actually see us um, and hear more of his story a little bit more. And we'd love you to tune in because I think everyone, everyone that tunes in, it's about giving and donating um, to ourselves and other organizations. So uh, we'd love to be able to you know, get some more people along.
0: Yeah. Yeah, some huge names on the list as well. <laughs> up there with the big ones. And up there were the big ones. <laughs> Movers and shakers. And then there's us. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end. Anyway.
1: So who's, who's up next, mate? Me?
0: So we've got Damo coming in, and uh, Damo, you'll recall from episode two, and he is the rebuild manager, keeping the wheels in motion, uh, which has been a very tricky task to do uh, the last what eighteen months, but uh, he's he's managed it somehow. So we're going to have a chat to him and see uh, see where our social enterprise rebuilds sitting at at the moment.
2: Yeah, good um, good insights, and yeah, as you say, I couldn't emphasise that more. The challenging year that. We've had as a business, and what he, what he, and the whole crew, the whole team have to gone through to stay in operations is uh, is incredible. So yeah, um, great insights, and um, yeah, let's listen to Damo.
0: So Damo, welcome back.
3: Hello, Mark. Thank you for having me. Yeah, hey, Mick,
0: Damien, how are you?
3: Very good. now
0: we turn the microphones on and we're all very professional
2: yes that's right yeah we've just been talking just been talking like a couple of guys in the l canteen there hey
3: i was i wasn't sure if you were recording that little spiel that we just went through i'm glad Uh, you didn't i've recorded since you walked in the front door today so
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll be and we will be using it against you um but hey thanks for coming on like we, we felt that it was um you know, with this, you know, the one-year anniversary of the podcast, you were our second guest, and and um, I think it was an important episode because we really wanted to let everyone know and let everyone be introduced to what Rebuild is as a business, and um, and how it operates, the model, and and you know, some of the challenges that we have, and and what we're trying to achieve. Because um, we obviously interview a lot of the young people that have been through the business, and and we hear their success, and and uh, and it's it's an amazing thing that you do, and and, and all the crew, but. Uh, we thought maybe we'd do a little bit of a, you know, catch up and see what's been going on over the last year because it's not, it's not been an average, it's not been your kind of, you know, usual kind of year for business and for many social enterprises, let alone, you know, rebuild. So, um, so it'd be good to kind of know what's been going on, how's the business going, and and uh, and we'll then get to what what's what's laying ahead.
3: Yeah, I, I'm sure it's no surprise to anyone that the last year, the last couple of years has been very challenging Um, but at the same time it's kind of like a mixture of emotions talking about it because there's been a lot of positive things that have happened at the same time. Um, Like it's been really rewarding to see how our team has gelled together, it's been really rewarding to see a lot of the young people in the program strive to new roles but there's been some times where, like, we really sit and scratch our head. There's been some early starts thinking about, like, what are we, what are we going to do? How are we going to get out of this? Because we did lose quite a bit of work. Um, we did have to obviously deal with the same as everyone else: the construction su- shutdowns, the mandatory vaccinations. We we um, had sites that we couldn't even access. Um, but throughout it all, I suppose we. We stay positive, and we always try and find a way.
2: It's interesting you talk about that because to the the shutdowns and all them kind of challenges, I know because obviously we catch up regularly. Um, and I think it's really it'd be good for the listeners um, to hear a little bit about, like, how much detail can you go into? Like how how much compliance do you need to have walking in a COVID? you know, um, environment on multiple sites from multiple partners. Like, is it an administration nightmare? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And,
3: um, yeah, personally, but then also, like, we've got we've got a really good, like, management team and support staff. We've got operations manager, office manager that work really hard it's it's insane at times like the amount of hours that we have to put into making sure that we're COVID safe and able to complete the work but it also like it goes down to the crew leaders that are on site the things they have to do before they can even pick up a shovel and break ground and the same with the young people we we are like we're we're lucky don't get me wrong we're fortunate to still be able to work as essential workers but we have to obviously comply with the government regulations. We have to comply with the YMCA regulations. We have to make sure that each site we're inducted with a COVID safe plan. And with, with each business partner that we work with, we're aligned with their COVID safe plan as well. So as as simple as like getting our young people to site, a lot of our guys don't have a license, so they're on public transport and thinking the, the way that the world is at the moment, it's... It's been I suppose inspiring to see those guys take on everything that we've put in place and get to site and with as limited impact as possible.
2: Yeah, I suppose when you get into this work, you always felt like when you got the young people come to work, you're gonna be talking with certain issues about like why they're late and why, you know, all this stuff and trying to build them and work on that. But the amount of conversations you had to have and educate them on COVID um, and and the, and why these systems are in place and these processes are in place. And correct me if I'm wrong, I, I always get to feel that a lot of our young people, um, right or wrong, will get a lot of their information from other people that are not necessarily experts, to put it mildly, um, media, um, and, and they kind of choose to sometimes, you know, go, well, I believe that. So is it fair to say that you've had to have like a lot of conversations and kind of explain why you're making decisions, where it's coming from and why it's beneficial to them, but also to business in general?
3: Yeah, very much so. And we have like a a brilliant um, case manager who works really closely with all the young people to explain all these things individually. But one of probably the best aspects of our company previously is the toolboxes that we have. And that's where you pass on all the information to the young people. But... That's a, re- that's
2: a meeting just in case yeah, you talk- put messages yeah, yeah, in your yeah.
3: <laughs> box. Yeah, yeah. No, so it's yeah, it's a meeting where, where all the young people come together and cards on the table and we speak about all these things that are happening. Obviously, during COVID, we can't have those meetings. So it's sort of like, a yeah, you have to bite your head against the wall because what you really need to pass on to make sure you're safe, you can't do to be safe. So, and again, the young guys have been amazing, like in terms of communication to us and then also to Michaela, the case manager, so that we can make sure that their day is safe and we can complete the job in a safe manner.
2: Nah, he's done a great job. But I know what it's taken. I know that like to the point where you would have certain crews working with you for certain times only because you couldn't have cross contamination if there was a case it, it could put us down. And it's amazing that you've and you are right. We are very blessed that we had the opportunity to be able to operate when so many other social enterprises couldn't. But also credit to what you did because um I don't think I don't think anyone really understands um, how much work every day, every hour of every day, every schedule change, every time something comes at you, which comes at you regularly, that you have to flip everything and make it work
3: for the next day. Um, how
2: many young people did you keep employed during the pandemic?
3: Um, we sat down to have a toolbox meeting a couple of months ago when we were allowed and there were 17 young people in the room um since then, because of the mandatory vaccines, it's um, it's a little bit less than that but yeah. we're, 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 that was obviously one of the the main priorities talking about like rostering and all the things that have to go into it, which again, we've got brilliant operations manager that we work really closely with that but every time we, we looked to forecast. We did it with the young people in mind, obviously. There was times that we probably had a two- or three-man job and we'd have four or five young guys doing that job, which isn't great for our billable hours, but at the same time, it's brilliant for the program and it's brilliant to keep the guys engaged.
2: Yeah, so it's a balance, isn't there? It? It's a balance of trying to, you know, you're make, making your money, or breaking even on your money, but then also the, the other side, which is what we do, which people forget. It's a social impact, is what we do is we you know employ train and employ young people and keep them from reoffending really and that is our core mission our core value what we do as well
0: yeah speak of impact and and positive social impact that you got there like does any stories come to mind from this year that that's really stood out
3: yeah so many to be honest like just the the way that the majority of the young guys obviously we're talking about the good things there's a Mm. few there's a few negative stories at the same time but Mm. um We've, I really think, taken this time to review and reflect and have a look at our growth. And um, a couple of brilliant things that have come out of it is part of the young person's journey. So we have, um, previously we've just had So the um, crew member comes on board, works with us and then transitions to full-time employment. We've now incorporated a senior crew member. So um, guys that have really stepped up in the six months or so that they've been with us, not quite ready to transition for whatever reason, but um, are really elite on site and can be a really good mentor for the new crew members that are starting so uh, like a really really positive story is the fact that we've put three of our crew members on to be senior crew members which is which is amazing um and then one of those young guys is about to come on and be full-time as a storeman uh, love that yeah it's yeah it's fantastic um also another one like you guys obviously know salty is the. Uh, the main man down at rebuild he's he's become he's become a leading hand which um i don't believe had happened the last time that we spoke and he's like he's now running level crossing removal projects himself it's yeah it's yeah. yeah. fantastic yeah, yeah. It's he's amazing.
2: we we have spoken to him about that and you can see the the kind of when he speaks about it you know he lights up a little bit yeah you know because he, he knows how far he's come but like it's incredible his to watch him grow yeah. and and continue to to grow within the business yeah um, which is what it's about Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And before you were just talking about um yeah, they taking up that extra leadership role with the new young guys that are coming through the program. Yeah. And that's even more challenging this year because you've got guys that have been released this year, they've gone through a pretty hard lockdown in, in prison, no doubt. Yeah. But they're coming into a into a community. That's in lockdown. They've mi- they've missed the the community all being in lockdown. That would be a really weird yeah, concept to come back into.
3: It is absolutely you're spot on. The, the The reason the our program works as well as it does is because of the sh- the small steps the whole way through. From the moment we meet a young guy in Ravenhall, going through the program in Ravenhall to transition into commercial rebuild. The the six week program in Ravenhall is as important as any step in the journey because it's the first introduction to rebuild and really getting your head around about what the opportunities can possibly be if you commit. And we haven't been able to do that at all. Talking about the challenges, one of the main challenges is our the the prison that we work at has been shut down. We haven't been able to have the program at all. We started. Um, for the first few months, I suppose, doing like video conferences and the like and interviews with the young people that way. but for the last couple of months we haven't had any program like there's been no operations at all in the prison. Mm. so it's been it's been challenging, but again we've still been, managed to put two or three guys um, into employment through from exiting custody to coming into commercial rebuild and having the senior crew members has been a massive help with that
2: yeah it's it's a good point you make um and like you know crew members being the young people like it it's um it just shows because i would take it then you know if you don't have that ability to engage with them in the prison like you normally do. And, it's, and a relationship building with these young people is such an important step. It is the mo- probably the most vital part of the whole lot is to be able to s- to be able to get to see them, get to know them, get them to know you, to trust in what you're doing, and then see how they go in the program on a daily basis. And from that, then, you can really get to see their character and get to see their, their determination to, to change. Yeah. Uh, and then that goes into the community, into the commercial side of the business. And that's completely not there. At the moment it mm. can be there through video link but th- you can't replace that it's not the same it's not the same it's not the same and 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 that's just one hour scheduled in yeah. you can't just have that uh, like that stroll into the, the workshop and have that conversation when you need about things that are you know not to be in an hour you got to cram it all in about this this and this you can't really have them other conversations which lead to unlocking you know parts of their personality or parts of that relationship that makes it stronger um, as well am um, interested to see what's under the, what's the big things ahead so like where where's rebuild folks like some of the big jobs you're doing and uh,
3: and where's the kind of focus heading towards
0: you're moving out of the canteen downstairs
3: yeah yes Yeah. for those that don't know we literally operated out of a canteen in pretty much the basement of icon park for about three years um we grew so that we had to move out of that and we moved into a nice little facility in Yarraville and then about six months later we've outgrown that but this new place that we're moving into is groundbreaking it's amazing um Mick's obviously done quite a lot of work on it as well but um yeah we're moving to Braybrook and um cannot wait
2: yeah now massively excited about that and it's uh yeah it's going to be I think it's uh, we talk about it as a home yeah. don't we and and Damon it's going to be the first time i really feel that rebuild's going to have its 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 home. It's found its home, and it's going to be in uh, in Braybrook, and, and it's an amazing opportunity um, brought to us by you know Whitebox Enterprises, and we're co-locating with um, Green Collect, an incredible social enterprise operating in Melbourne as well. So, th- it's going to become a hub in the, in Melbourne's West, and probably the first of its kind like that in in social enterprise, and. It just allows you to do everything you do, doesn't it? It just, it has the space, it has, you know, we can do manufacturing training in there now um, and just start to really, you know, take this business to the next
3: stage as well. So... Um, massively exciting. Yeah, it is. Um, mm. Obviously we're branching out in a lot of different ways. We can do things for the shop that we need. We can train when we need, but it's gonna take a, quite a few months setting up to be exactly how we want it. <laughs> that's but right, that's yeah. right. But that's like
2: any other building as well. But yeah, like one of the great things as well that's been taken off is the shop. And that's one of the things that we want to really push on. I know our advertisements are like going up for um, advertisements of the year awards, and um, global at the moment, mm. the <laughs> ones we're doing me and Mark. But, sure. uh, but all jokes aside on that one, yeah, all jokes aside that one. That that's one of the areas that we really want to build, you know, into there, and train, and as well as get the commercial business to be able to, you know, have have a space that they can really operate in. That doesn't, you know, that, that evolves that they can actually move in, you know, and uh, and store stuff in, and uh, not have to move something out to store something else in. So now nah, it's going to be exciting. And also, we need to, for anyone listening as well, you need to stay tuned and keep your eyes open in late December. Um, because there's going to be a very very cool tram on the tracks going around Melbourne, so uh, we'll explain more about that probably closer to you as well. But yeah, when you when you see it, you'll know what it's all about. V-
3: very much so. And as, as I mentioned, we've taken the the time over the last year or so to deal with the challenges, but also really work on our our processes on on our growth plan. I guess for one of a better word, um, reviewing and reflecting. We've got a really good focus now to start working on more level crossing removals, which we are. Um, we've got two or three projects coming up with ACE that um, we're really excited about. We've got um, we've started a relationship with Icon Constructions, which is brilliant, and we're hopefully going to get a lot more work out of that. We've um, really aligned ourselves with Simil and we're starting to do some maintenance with them. We obviously need to win this work so that we can support the young people, but it's, it's, ama- it's an amazing time in the sense that there's still work out there. We've still got brilliant business partners that want to work with us and want us to get on board so that we can teach the young people the skills.
2: Yeah, and to do the work, you need the people. And that's probably one of your biggest challenges at the moment, isn't it? Because, like, I I do know, like, that you've lost some crews and you're down in numbers to where you should have been. um, And you're trying to build that back up as well. So um, you've still got a couple of, I suppose, you know, months ahead, I think, to to regain to where you you need to be at a capacity to be able to,
3: you know, generate all, you know, do the work that you're doing, but generate more even on top. Yeah, definitely. So, if there's any landscapers listening that, <laughs> think that think that they'd be a good mentor to the young people, yeah. Um, get get, get in touch. No, we've tried that. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, it did go well. Show no, them he's hands, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're nice all and moisturised at the moment. You lay hands, mate. Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, with, with like the, obviously the mandatory vaccines and. Um, the, the way that the construction industry is at the moment, we we really need four or five new crew leaders to to work with us. um And then we need the prisons to Ravenhall to open back up so that we can get in there and start supporting the young people to employment.
2: Yeah, well, hopefully all of that won't take too long. I know like, you know, working for Rebuild, an incredible, you know, um, business to work for, massively satisfactory. And if you like, it's just, it's something I believe that when someone comes, they know a little bit about. And then when they start to see what it is and what they can do in it, uh, it, it It really um you know opens up a whole new world of, of possibilities for a, a person to work and, and you know something different. They get to do their job, but they get to do something that they probably never did before, and that is change lives yeah. um, in a very indirect way it's not always so, have to be so direct you' not always have to you're not going to need to solve problems you're not a, you're not a counselor yeah. you know you're a person who listens, mentors and supports, and when you do that on top of teaching trades. Then that's just a full package, yeah. and the pe- young people from it will, you know, gain massively from it. Um, well, look, thanks for your time, Damien. Like, and and you know, thank you for everything you're doing for Rebuild. I know it's such a challenge, and I think people just don't get to see it. Like, you know, Rebuild is, you know, people see the great side of it, and they should, and they see the great impact of it, um, and they see what we're doing. But I, I really don't feel that people understand, you know, when you lift up the hood and look under the bonnet, like how that how that engine moves and how, how, how it keeps it together. And that is you and your team and everyone else. And it's a challenge. I know the challenges go through daily. So I thank you greatly on behalf of, you know, what I'm saying, rebuild and, and everything that you do. And also on behalf of all the young people that you serve. Because uh, without rebuilding, without the work that you're doing, and without that determination to not be, you know, give in, and just go, it is too hard, because I know some days you should have that a couple of times in a day, and um, without that day, you know, their lives
3: wouldn't be um, where they are today. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and um, well done to you guys. The podcast is awesome. Thanks One year, much. mate, yeah, I've been carrying it, so it's all <laughs> like, good, just like, just like when you had Matthew <laughs> the, uh,
2: you know, doing the landscaping, mate, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs>
4: this is... <laughs> I, I, look, you know out. what?
0: I'm going to be doing some serious editing on this episode. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Damo. No, thank you. Yeah, great to hear from Damo and everything's going really well. You know, still
2: still a bit of challenge ahead, still, you know, still walking through some stuff and it's going to be, you know, a lot of months of recovery and, and getting back to where it was. Um, but some also exciting stuff like moving into a new building, that's going to be amazing. And um, the online store is beginning to get a lot of traction and uh, some other great projects and, and another, you know, great thing happening with, uh, with Yarra Trams.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah.
2: so um, stay tuned on that one. So the, the 22nd of December... Um, on the tram tracks around Melbourne City will, uh, will be a tram that's got a wrap in it for Time to Rebuild, time to rebuild. but also um, you know um, helping us to open the, the you know, people's eyes and, and introduce them to what Rebuild is as a business as well so you'll see a very very cool edgy tram heading around the city um, that will be about the podcast so hopefully with more people will tune in and then from that they can hear the impact um, and then Mark they get to hear what we're doing
0: absolutely the most important part.
2: <laughs> so yeah, make sure when you see that tram, um, yeah, you ought to take a photo, send it to our Instagram, and um, engage with it, and, and you know, pass pass on the pod to everyone else.
0: Awesome stuff. Our next guest is Joe, who you would have heard in season two. That's
2: right. That's right. So we uh, thought
0: we'd catch up with him. See if you remember,
2: he was moving, just finishing his time at Rebuild. He's the longest serving person that we've had with Rebuild um, through two different stints that he's had with us over the years. Um, and uh, we spoke to him and he was just about to move into the next chapter of his life, which was employment and um, with um, another company. So we thought we'd catch up with him, see how life's been for him and see how his job's gone.
0: Okay, let's hear from Joe.
2: <music>
0: All right, via satellite, we are speaking with Joe from episode, from <laughs> episode six, um, in season two, Joe, how are you going?
4: Good, thanks, Mark. How are yeah, you? Good,
0: good, good to have you back on.
4: Yeah, my pleasure to be back on. Lucky you got me on the so. audio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always working, mate. So yeah. last time we spoke, and you were on the episode, you were still working with rebuild, and you hadn't you hadn't left uh, for the new position yet. So how how did that transition go?
4: That transition went good. So I started off as a traffic controller on a um, in the panel yard, and then from there. That was just on and off basis, and then um, just straight into full time after that. Like I think it was like a awesome. week or two after that. So um, yeah, that no, transition went good, and now they're starting to send me out to other places. So yeah. No, so tell us,
2: um, are you enjoying the job? Yeah, everything's going really well for you, and positive.
4: Yeah, everything's going good. So um, yeah, now they're finally starting to send me out to different places, which is good. So um, this contract should end in January, I think. And then after that, I think I'll just be going, you know, all different places and start doing the uh, the proper stuff.
2: And how how has it been um, separating from rebuild? Um, did you find that easy that transition?
4: Yeah, the transition was easy. A bit, you know, like it's just different because you don't know what's going to happen out here. Like you don't know if you're going to get made redundant, or you don't know if you're going to, you know, keep your job. So it's a bit more, a little bit more stressful. But I guess that's day to day life, you know. Instead of just having a full secure job of rebuild, saying. You know they can't just sack you for no reason um compared to this job whereas you know it's a bit more it's a bit more easier to lose your job so it's a little bit different but um yeah
0: transition and good yeah life. yeah i guess that that <clears> comes <throat> with being out and out in your own in a way but uh but still you know we're we're here we're not we're not running away how's <laughs> everything going with you uh personally outside of work
4: personally good so i got engaged
0: yeah, yeah. We 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 <laughs> yeah. spoke we spoke about that before uh, jumping on with you today, and we're like, because I had to. Yeah. This is just for everyone listening with uh, Joe's episode. I had to edit out probably about twenty minutes of uh, him explaining uh, how he's going to propose, and we <laughs> we didn't want to be the ones to ruin the surprise. Yeah. So um, yeah, well,
4: she's here today, so um,
0: <laughs> that's <yeah>. good. Um, <laughs> so but uh, oh, that's great news! Congratulations.
4: Yeah. Thanks, mate. I still gotta ask her old man for a hand though, so that's the that's the hard part. Ah, the easy part's done. E- yeah. The easy part's done. So I've got her okay, but now was getting her old man's okay. That's the hard so part. So
2: when he did when does that happen?
4: That's happening on Christmas Eve.
0: Oh. going oh, well,
4: Yeah. I'm edit this yeah, episode 24. as
0: well. I, I hear he's a keen listener. No, nah,
4: no, nah, she knows no <laughs> no, nah, 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 she knows about that anyway. So Okay. Nice. Um, yeah, she's organising that that part, so it's, that's got nothing to do with me. That's her, her side. She's got to organise it. I just got to go there with family and ask him, ask him for a hand, and then then we can put the rings on.
2: Well, congratulations, mate! Congratulations. We're uh, that's that's great news for you. We're really really pleased for both of you as well. So um, so it's going to be a quick engagement, or are we? You know, talking uh, a, a long long no, engagement probably a
4: quick here? One, so probably six to twelve months, and then get married. Yeah.
0: Uh and it's awesome to hear, I mean, like if you want to reflect on that for a moment. Um yeah, from from where from where you were to where you are now, um, that's happened quite quickly. You know, like I felt like it was just yesterday we were playing badminton in, in prison together. Um Where I where
4: I kicked your ass. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: There's a common theme on this uh, on this podcast where Mark throws in another sport that he plays in prison. It was basketball. We were at a while ago. Now he's just thrown in a random badminton one, and again the same result. He gets beaten no, every no, time in it. I don't
4: think no, I could I'd beat t- him because he had Pete on his team. So Pete's a gun. Uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Uh, Furphy's told uh, in that place, so I
4: haven't played for a while, so you might. Kick I'm my actually,
0: ass I'm now. actually phenomenal. That's why I keep bringing up sports.
4: Think.
0: This is a bit, this is the only place where I can boast about it because I can edit. I can edit the episode. Oh,
4: yeah. I've got to learn
0: how to do that. Actually, <laughs> uh, good stuff. So I
2: suppose um, we won't keep you much longer because I can see that you're. Uh, you're in a you're in a car pack. Yeah. I'm guessing uh, Christmas shopping, nah, maybe you're doing a bit there, I'm is it? Get so a, suit,
4: a different suit now. So uh, yeah, I've got to go right. take my old one back to fix because it's too small. I bought it before COVID, and now I can't wear it because it's too yeah. small. So I've put on a bit of size, and um, not right. fat wise. I have put on size, you know, bulky size. <laughs> More so.
0: <laughs> Make that clear. Make that clear.
2: Just just muscle uh, would you not just cut would you not just cut the shoulders sleeves yeah. go with a sleeveless suit jacket and get the nah, guns out nah, no nah,
4: nah. So, um,
2: well look it's it's always great chatting to you mate and and it's great to hear where you're at as well so what's the what's the plans uh employment wise work wise in the job where do you see the next kind of couple of months kind of heading for you what's important uh, to you
4: couple of months so uh, i think we're going to be finishing up at the panel yard but i want to try and either get out on infrastructure or something like that so it's up to the bosses at the end of the day where they put me but I'm happy wherever as long as there's ot and I can work it um, and they know that I want the ot so that's why I get the phone call at six o'clock it's like hey you got to go to work I'm like you can't say no when you're on when you're on the money you're on it's like why would you say no to that yeah
0: yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> that's a good yeah. attitude to have I just I wish Mick cronin would uh take a leaf from your book more often <laughs>
2: I know how to say no. Don't you worry. That's that's what makes me where I am yeah. today in my life. I can say no.
0: <laughs> all right. That's great. It's, it's been great to talk to you again, uh, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon as well. But good luck with everything moving forward, with the with the proposal and uh, and the blessings from the father-in-law and everything yeah. like that. So, yeah, hopefully. It's, it's, no, it's, We're very happy for you, right, Joe. Thank
4: you. Thanks for that. Thanks for your help anyway as well too. So thanks for um, everything you guys have done for me.
2: Nah, you're you're more than welcome. You do it for yourself. So you and you keep doing it for yourself yeah. and that's the most important thing, mate. And we're always here if you if you need us, but uh you, you just keep yeah. kicking goals and have a great uh have a great holiday uh season and, and everything else. Hope the job keeps going well for you and uh good luck with the engagement and everything else and we look forward to seeing the wedding picks.
4: Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, once they do happen, but um she keeps me on my toes anyway, so you know, she makes sure I'm doing the right thing and yeah, you know, it just gives you that extra energy that I want to buy a house and I want to do the right thing. So um, yeah, no, she's good. Always good to have a good girl next year to support you all the Absolutely,
2: way. absolutely. All right. Well listen, thanks, Joe. Really appreciate it. You uh, have a good one and uh, we'll again talk to you soon, yeah?
4: Too easy. Take care, guys.
2: So we've um on to the next part, Mark. And this is something that we've always teased with doing. Yeah, we've always thought it would be great to hear. From our listeners, great to hear from people that are supporting the podcast and Rebuild in general um, and get to ask us some questions.
0: Absolutely. So we put the question out on our social media page on Instagram, at YMCA underscore Rebuild. Uh, and please go and have a follow of that to stay up to date with everything that we're doing. And, and if you've just got a general interest in the sector as well, I think it's a really good way to stay up to date. All right, let's get stuck into it. I guess uh, I'll read question one. Do you ever feel conflicted in the work that you do, this is
2: a, a, a this is a question that I get asked a lot in a few different ways, and I think when they when the word conflicted was in this one, um, I'm on gathering um, what they meant by that is like does it test your kind of morals a little bit? Yeah. Um. Does it does it kind of weigh on you a little bit of the work that you do with the people that you do? Mm-hmm. Um. So I'll probably. I think that's where this question was coming from. So I'll probably answer it down, down them line. So when I present or when I talk about Rebuild or I talk about the work that we do, it's quite common um, and the times that people will, you know, might ask a question like this. Um, and it's it's okay. It's a good question to ask. And it probably comes from a place where people don't know exactly what we do or, you know, might have a belief, a strong belief in what they feel um, should be be the way that you work with people that have committed crimes or not work with p- people that have committed crimes. So why do they get a chance? Why do they get a second chance? Um, and why not anyone else? Why don't you work with other people that are just coming out of school and can't get employed and so forth? So I'll put it like this when I when I talk to people. I'll talk about this two ways. First way I'll talk about is this work is really important and this work is vital to the communities of Victoria. It's vital to the People that we serve, the young people that commit the crimes, their families. But it's also important for the other side of it, which, if there is victims as well. And you're near the start of a show, you know, we don't support the crimes that these young people make. Um, we do not support that at all. And we support victims. So, two ways I go but it. First thing, when people, people have asked me about this, but what about the victims? Our role in rebuild is a very important one. And the work that we do with the young people, whether in prison or whether in the community, is all set out to reduce the number of victims. Whether that is an individual victim, whether it's a, a victim that's more than nice, whether it's families of victims, everyone. Because if we can keep more people employed, if we can work with people closely, and we can keep them in their lives moving forward when they're released from custody, then they won't reoffend and if they're not reoffending then it's reducing victims so we always have victims in the front of our mind always because we are actively reducing that by working with the young people that we meet or we work with and um, which is a challenging job now on the other side of this as well as i when i talk to people about this i will ask them a question back and i'll say if you were presented with an opportunity, if I turn around to you, Mac, and I said to you tomorrow, or in a conversation tomorrow, you know, or today or tomorrow, when I said to you, you know, what if I could give you an opportunity? What if I could say to you that I, that you as a person, can have a positive impact on young people? You can reduce recidivism rates. You can reduce the likelihood of more victims. You can make communities safer. And you can make more people in the custodial system positively contribute to society in general. And I said to you, you can do that. I'm going to give you that. Yeah, I'm going to wave the magic wand or I'm going to put you in place to do that. Now, not everyone might, you know, more more people might say, well, what's the catch? Whatever it is. And there's obviously another side of the work that you have to do that's challenging and you have to go into prisons, do all that but that's what i was that's what i was offered that's what you were offered that's what rebuild was offered and every staff is offered that and we ta- and we said yes to it because if we can change a life if we have the ability to change something that can have such a positive impact why wouldn't we do it like why would i not do that it's not for everyone but why would we not do it because i tell you why if we don't do it who is doing it and that is a question as well like people People will say, you know, oh, I could do this and I don't know why you work with people like that. But they're not the people that are going to do anything about it. And there's so many people that won't be able to do anything about it or don't know how to do anything about it. Well, we do. And we do it every day. So that's why we make, that's why we do the work we do. And does it conflict me? I don't allow it to. Because my role, my role is to stay on focus my role is to stay on focus and do the work that we're doing. I can't have judgment. It doesn't mean I don't have opinions on certain crimes. It doesn't mean I'm not that person. I'm not completely re- removed from that. Of course I do. You know, I have kids. I have, you know, family, man. You do know there's some crimes or you look at the news, you see that. But in the line of work that we do, we don't have, I don't come in with that, that frame of mind. I come in with the frame of mind of how can I be solution driven? How can I get this young person to, to get their life back on track?
0: yeah well said well, we're going very deep in the first question here
2: gone very deep in there <laughs> Jesus I think hopefully the rest of the questions lighten up a little bit but I think it's good for people to yeah, understand absolutely. that and, and yeah. I'm happy to always be challenged on that because that's where good work goes people have to have different opinions if they didn't then it'd be very boring world, yeah, you know what I mean would. and you can learn from them other opinions as well
0: yeah, yeah absolutely
2: So the next question, Mark, I'll throw to you. And it kind of follows on a little bit from what I just spoke about. Um, and this is a question that me and you probably talked about when we saw it come up. We were going, oh, will we answer it or won't we answer it? But we felt we need to answer it because it is a very common question we get asked. Um, and it's very to the point. And it comes from – and it's an, it's an okay question to ask us. Like we don't mind any question that comes at us. That's what we're kind of built built for. But this one can be, you know, if it gets asked, it can be asked in a certain way by a certain person at a certain time. with, a th- And you'll know when I, at, when I ask the question where they're at at that time and how they ask it. Because it can be an interesting way to ask it or there could be something driven behind asking this question, a- an opinion or a strong opinion to it as well. Or, you know, just someone who wants to learn a bit more. So, what's the worst offender you've worked with?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: over to you here's that minefield <laughs> so tr- uh, careful where you
0: tread yeah and you know this question like, it was asked to me over the weekend um, usually when you when you meet someone for the first time and you tell them what you do um, this is like the number one question that will be asked um, but what is the worst offender that you've worked with like I understand why people ask that question you know um, because they think that every single person that walks in into a prison or in who is in prison is there for, you know, um, some really heinous crimes. And there are people that that are in there for those crimes. Um, and I think it's, I, I, I think that's where like the podcast comes in and the work that we do and trying to promote that that's not everybody, you know. Um, and I, like, over my time working in the prisons, which has been what, six years, which is probably, I'm still a puppy compared to some people that have, <laughs> Uh, that have done a lot of years like working in with this cohort is that um yeah like the majority of people in there are in there for s- like certain circumstances that um that just happen you know like the, that have been that a they've been born into it um and and b that uh that yeah certain scenarios have have come up and they 've made the wrong decision, and you know the majority of people are in there like like a don 't want to be in there and b have have like a huge amount of remorse about being in there as well, you know, um, you know whether that's to their community or to the to the, the person that they've, they've harmed, um, and I think, yeah, when I get asked this question, what is the worst offender that you've that you've worked with? Like, I, there's a simple answer, you know, the simple answer. Oh yeah, no, I've worked with with people that have you know that have done really bad things, um, but. I don't I think that's too easy and I think even like kind of giving it a simple answer I'm probably not doing my job correct.
2: So the people we work with generally have, you know, one year sentence, two year sentence, maybe a little bit more, could be. Um and uh and we're trying to work with them as they go out into the community. So um but yeah, there's a difference there, I just wanted to make sure people know because you as a facilitator and uh, and working even when you were in sport and rec or whatever, would work with the general population of prison a yeah. bit more. A program is specifically into employing people through a program that come to the prison. So we do a whole screening, assessment, and so forth. And certain crimes at their certain point will not go forward in that because we just can't employ them.
0: Yeah, and it, and it's a good and it's a good point you bring up there because there are other services um, for for different sorts of um, for different Correct. sorts of crimes, um, and the way that I think you know we're a solution based company, and I think that's the best way to look at it is that you know, you break it up into different things. So you get professionals um, targeting specific groups to help them like to the best of their ability. And that's what we're doing. In the front of our heads is is we work to the unconditional positive regard, you know. So when we meet someone, we're judging them from when we meet them moving forward rather than when we meet them looking back.
2: Well, you can't afford it. Yeah. In airline of industry, you can't afford to walk in there and every time you meet a prisoner, go, what's he doing? Yeah. What she done yeah. well you it doesn't help either you can't do it you, yeah. you, you, you have to in your mind Like it's when it gets to a point of employment that we have the full range of what's happened there and we discuss that and we walk through it yep. so we're preparing for um, anything you know, that might be an issue and uh, working for a solution through it
0: yep absolutely
2: there you go long oh, answer and you know what yeah. again that has just posed such even between me and you just speaking now and I'm sure our listeners will probably you know be listening going oh I might agree or not agree I might get what we're trying to say or not get what we're trying to say um, but it's something that maybe needs to be unpacked even a bit more. Yeah. Because it is, it, that's why we left the question on, because we knew it would do this yeah. in the answer. Because <laughs> uh, we generally don't ever, if you ask us in any party or anywhere else, if you ever saw us and we asked us if it was present and you went, ask that question. I would gen- I would never come out and say this, 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 and this. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, there'd be a different answer behind it. And I'd probably ask you, what do you want to know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. And again, it comes down to how that person is asking it what's the motive for asking it as well? Cause it's okay. Someone could be just wanting to learn and more. Mm, and there's nothing, nothing wrong with the question. Yeah. So continue to ask us if you ever see us or whatever. Um, you might just get a long winded answer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 um, uh, okay. So what's been your favorite moment in the podcast so far?
2: God, obviously for you, it's working with me. Cause wow. I know you said a lot. I, and, and, I've heard it around okay. the traps. I know you don't want to say it, but it's probably the, it's probably the platform for to say it now. I know. I hear you. And I understand. I'm grateful for it. Thanks, Mike. Um so <sighs> That's been um, the most
0: challenging moment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey. um, there's been so many. Yeah. Is, there that, is there anyone in But I, I suppose for me, when I look at where we were going with this podcast, hmm. we kind of, didn't really know in a sense. We knew we had a rough idea. We wanted to do stories of young people. We wanted episode, season one, to be about the young people from Rebuild. We want to introduce people to what we do to impact so that people understand we're not just two people doing a podcast. We're mm. two people that do a podcast that do this for a living. Yeah. Not podcasting, the business that we were in. We are, you know, I've been a social change maker for many years and this is just what I do. And you're being a facilitator and walking in this field and making change with young people. And that's what you do. Mm. We both don't just talk, we walk. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's why we went to season one and that's why we, we wanted people to just be introduced. Then we've started to broaden Now, I think the moments I think some of my favourite moments have been how we've broadened it a little bit and yeah. how we tried new things. And what's what we've got in our mind coming up, I think I'm really excited about as well. But if I looked at the two seasons, obviously you think Sate's episode was a very was it was it was an incredible episode to start with. Um his, the story when he was in the prison, when it went from, you know, um, pasta to a riot, I thought was one of my favorite yeah. grabs. And to give you a heads up, we didn't give you all of that. Um, we couldn't, but uh, it's an incredible story. Maybe sometime down the track. But I really enjoyed going overseas. I really enjoyed talking to John Jackson. Yeah. Just thought that was a really interesting point. First time we've ever done something like that and we moved away from just talking to young people because you, we never were planning to always talk to young people all the time. It has to, this is about teams and topics and challenging things in people's minds and their perceptions and, and getting some answers from that from different people. Yeah. What about yourself?
0: Uh I think...
2: Is I, it the time I told you the story about my boy getting robbed in Dublin?
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 That is up there. I guess my favourite moment, besides when your bike got robbed, that story <laughs> in Dublin, um, which actually that that episode skyrocketed to number seven on the charts, because oh, yeah. uh, of that story over in Ireland as well.
2: Real life, yeah, real life crime there, yeah. mate.
0: <laughs> um, but that first day where we walked into the prison um, with all the equipment, yeah, um, and I was like, oh, like we're in here now. Mm. Like this is good, uh, and then sitting down, setting up, and um, just having a couple of guys come in, having conversations, and it was um, it was good because you know we've worked with them previously um, in other in other parts of of the prison, so it was just a free flowing conversation. And I thought I thought I was just taking a look around, going, oh, this started off just like like a little idea that like I you know thought we wouldn't get past like a episode like two episodes and then we were sitting uh we were sitting in the prison all mic'd up ready to go. Um so that was a really for me like having some time to reflect on that going ah oh, we you know uh we did it, you know, like we had it on the whiteboard that we wanted to go in um and record inside and and it happened. So that was a really for me that was that was a great moment upon reflection, yeah.
2: Yeah, great moment. Yeah, well said. That was cool to do that and an achievement, wasn't it? Mm. To even mm. sit down and go we're doing this. Yeah. Kind of really it was always a vision, wasn't it? Yeah. That absolutely. we wanted to do it. So, um, to achieve it, uh, it did take a long time to get them released. But, you know, but that's, that was a learning um, and a necessary learning that we had to do as well. And great because now we have great support yeah. from, from everyone from Corrections Victoria to GEO in what we're doing. So, but yeah, good moment, good mm. choice. Mm. Um, next one. Uh, someone wrote in I just bought a chopping board. Um, where does my money actually go? Well, if you could see what I'm dressed in right now.
0: Versace. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> and the jewellery and all that, you would know exactly where it goes. Uh, no, it doesn't go to my wardrobe or my jewellery collection. Um, I'll take this one. so, really, when the the rebuild shop and the online shop... Um, It's an extension of the business. So everything we do gets invested back into the business. But that shop is really... The the online shop is really interesting. So where we look for the vision of that is when you buy your products, when you go on there and you buy products, that money comes straight back into the business and it creates a job for someone to make more products. It's chicken and egg. Yeah? Yeah. And it keeps moving and keeps moving. So the ideal thing we're trying to do there is we're trying to sell so many products that we can create multiple jobs. So... It's an interesting one because if you bought whoever wrote this in has bought one chopping board, they've said, and I put it this way: if we sold seven chopping boards, so seven chopping boards
0: oh, per week, maths. here we go,
2: <laughs> would probably equal if we sold seven chopping boards per week. That would probably equal giving someone an opportunity a job, ongoing. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. Hmm. yeah, seven per week, seven per day, and then we got lots oh. of people working. Yeah, oh. but it's as simple as that, you know. And and um, so when you're looking to buy a product or you're looking to buy something like that, then you know, check out what we do, and it's all quality. Like, stuff's made, and stuff is made in prison and in our community workshop. And we're now moving to a new building where we got like another big um training and manufacturing area where we hope to train and we hope to make more products. But it's, we really need the support behind it. So we want to grow it, but we need more purchases to grow it so we can hire more people to take care of it. It's a really interesting learning thing, but we're at this kind of moment in time where we're beginning to step off the ledge a little bit and we're getting a lot of interest in them products as well. So your money goes all the way back in and it creates more jobs. So when you buy, you're creating a job indirectly.
0: Yeah, easy as that. Simple as that. That's it. And you know, you look good while you do it. Yeah, I cracked out the chopping board the other day when I had some friends over. Tell you what,
2: what were you chopping?
0: I I was chopping up the garlic for a bit of (laughs) a bit of a little uh, pasta, (laughs) pasta pizza combo, and um, no, and I I got a lot of lot of comments on it.
2: Well, there, and
0: then it started the story. Well, that's
2: what it is. That's what it is. If anyone, yeah, sees when you present on this stuff, always but
0: stories. They're stories. They're not mass produced. Nope. So each one of them is kind of got their own kind of signature on it as well. Hmm. And I always and I was, I was speaking to the people like people in my kitchen. and I was like, you know, were you doing a tutorial? I was was doing, that what yeah. <laughs> it's actually my cooking show. So, but um, but yeah, and I, and I was having a conversation about it. And as I'm as I'm chopping up garlic and tomatoes and
2: tomatoes as well. So oh, you can't garlic down to the tomatoes. I know, I know. I why wasn't I in that kitchen front row?
0: <laughs> but but and I was just saying, you know, when this was made. Um, like I, I, obviously we don't know which of our young people have made it, but I can guarantee you when they were making it, like, you know, they're at a point in their lives where like things were, things are turning around. Yeah, absolutely. So I just think about when they were making it, what they were thinking and, and how they were feeling and they're going to be at a different stage in their life. And then, you know, you can take that home.
2: That's exactly right. You can take it home. If you think about it, right. When they make them products. They make them like they they it takes patience from a young person. They it takes care and they put love into it. Yeah, yeah. So if you look at it this way, how we walk with our young people, we're patient. Yeah, we put work into it, and we do it with like from a loving place. Yeah, yeah. And if that's the comment, like so, you transfer that back in. That's why we have such a success. And they are stories. And every time you boy one, you're just getting closer to making them stories have a better ending.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. <laughs> we see like an infomercial now.
2: Well, I want to know where you, what <laughs> happened? With, all you're doing was garlic and tomatoes chopping. And you've got 10 people around. And he's just, Max just keep... Max, that's the seventh, seventh tomato you've chopped. Where is it going? And where's all this garlic going?
0: Stop talking. Start yeah. cooking.
2: Are you doing anything now? Just chopping. Just chopping. Anyway. <laughs> I've got ten of these out the back if you want to board them. All <laughs> uh, uh, right, I'll read this one. Yeah, so, girlfriend.
0: Enjoyed the USA episode. Are you looking at going to any other countries? Ah,
2: good question. This one ah. <clears throat> because we we really, as I just spoke about, we really enjoyed it. Mm. And um, the answer is yes. Um, we are. Um, what we found from that one is America was really easy. We like easy enough that we had a contact in with John Jackson, and mm. we've done. We've got another um, episode coming up. Um, after this one um, and okay. in the end the last episode of this season and um, where we go back overseas again to america but yes um but we'd like to go to some different countries so it's again it's a challenge at times because you've got to get connections in over there you gotta write you gotta email you gotta let them know what you do and then then basically you know you've got to try and explain your vision and what you're trying to get from it and, and hopefully that they you know someone will jump in and tell you. But it also has to be interesting. Yeah we also want to know has to be the right people in the right place to talk to. and we can talk to we could just go anywhere and try and get it. But we actually wanted to be really, um, really intriguing and insightful um episodes where we can learn from other prison systems around the world. So yes, the vision is to continue to do that, but it takes a little bit of work. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. They kind of have to fit into our box of like, you know, we we want to speak to people that are that are focusing on, on big change, you know, Correct. and and um, and align with our values as much as we align with theirs.
2: Yeah, like if you think of this podcast, we don't go in and just talk about life in prison. Mm. Yeah, we talk about what goes on in prison, but it's generally around teamed episodes. Like if you look at the ones we did about peer prisoners and deportation, mm. they're about topics and we discuss how them topics relate for people in prison. Yeah, So it's an educational piece. It's not going into, say you know, exactly what prison life is in, a, like A, B, or C. So yeah. so with that, it's going to take a little bit of time, but we're already, you know, looking and sending emails and sending, you know, um, trying to contact people all around to see what that. so stay tuned.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to look at the data here. Ireland is number two for our listener base overseas. That's right. Uh, followed by the States and then um, followed by England. Yeah, the UK. Yeah, the UK. Yeah, so... so yeah. Um, you know, if you're listening from any of those countries uh, and any other country as well, uh, please get in contact. Via yeah, socials.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and we'll continue to, yeah, continue to try and get an avenue in there.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that uh, I think we'll we'll wrap up the questions there because we know definitely know how to talk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good, and we're happy to do it's this good. from yeah, episode absolutely. to episode.
2: If people have questions, throw them in because these are really good. It was nice looking through them and saying. Oh, yeah, cool, and yeah, a few random ones in there we couldn't do, but anyway, um, but like, yeah. but it's good to hear from our listeners, and it's good to make us think a bit about what we do. And yeah, Yeah, and you can hear probably from us that you know we've been a bit of passion about it as well. So, yep. um, but now what's going up for what? So we've done one year, Max. So oh, yeah. where do we go from here?
0: Bigger and better. So we'll be uh we'll be back in the prisons as well recording. Yes. Uh, when some restrictions get eased, you'll be hearing more stories from our young people. Um, that are that are kicking goals, absolutely. Uh, and it was so good, you know, hearing from Joe just then all the all the great things that are happening in his life. Um, so I think it's yeah, it's really important, you know, that people know that a sentence in prison doesn't mean a life sentence when you get out of uh, of no. of battling. So I think um, I think it's it's really good to reflect on all the positive things that that, that can happen. Yeah, absolutely
2: and look i suppose we just finished by like we wouldn't be keep doing this if we didn't have listeners and we didn't have people that support the podcast and have been you know kind with their you know um from reaching out and just saying what they feel about the podcast and 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 how you know they've enjoyed it as well so you know it's that old cliche you know without your listeners and stuff like that but for us it is like we don't yeah. we didn't expect to have this much support um within a year and we can't wait to continue to build on it. And hopefully you come along for the journey with us as we start to kind of branch out and explore some different avenues of the justice system as well. Because um, we know we're really excited at what's going to happen. So hopefully, you, you know, you will be too. But thank you.
0: That's it. All right. If you haven't liked us on Instagram, that is at YMCA underscore rebuild. Uh, and then also hit us up on LinkedIn as well. We spend a bit of time there.
2: We do spend a bit of time there.
0: All right. Done. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Mick.
2: Thanks, Mac. Well, we're not going to we're not going to do the uh, the awards? I thought we had an award show tonight. Today. <laughs> we're not going to do the awards. What, the award? Well, there was apparently the one for the like, best like, international podcaster on this podcast. Who's that? Well, I was nominated. you <laughs> not going to do
0: it? Hey, I'm 35% Scottish, so I can go for that award as well. I check time. If anything in today's episode has raised any issues for you or someone you know, head over to our website for a full list of services that may help at ymcarebuild.org.au under the podcast tab. This podcast was produced by Mick Cronin and Mark Wilson. Editing done by Mark Wilson.